0: Today's episode of Dog Nation Daily is brought to you by Meriwether and Tharp, your source for Georgia divorce. Find them online at theatlantadivorceteam.com. Presented by DogNation.com, this is Dog Nation Daily, the daily podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans. Here's your host, Brandon Adams. I want to begin today with a fun announcement coming up in just a few minutes, probably about a half an hour or so from right now. We're going to get a chance to talk to The great former Georgia coach Mark Richt, obviously one of our favorites. It's always a pleasure and a privilege anytime we get to have Mark Richt on our show. Today, going to be a lot of fun to have Coach Richt on because Coach Richt is also a part of a very, very big and important event next week, raising money for a couple of great causes. Dog Nation is so proud to be able to partner with Coach Richt on that. I personally am very proud to be a part of this. We've been telling you a lot about Rick's Dog Bowl coming up uh, next week. A really fun bowling-themed event that some special donors get a chance to be a part of to help raise money for a couple of terrific causes. a lot of the georgia football players gonna be a part of this there too so coach rick's gonna tell us more about this here in a moment including how you can help participate and help them meet a goal ambitious goal as it is to raise a whole lot of money for a couple of very important medical research oriented causes we'll get to that here coming up in just a moment always a thrill and a great great pleasure to have mark Richt on the show we'll do that here in a little bit we'll also have terrence edwards on the show as per usual that's coming up in just a little bit there as well prior to that you know one of the things we like to do on our show is is obviously you know i've been a george fan my entire life i would think that i'm deeply entrenched into dog nation many of you are also kind of deeply entrenched in dog nation we're very familiar with the conversation that we have as we like to say sometimes inside the bubble of dog nation as it relates to this team we just kind of know we have an ongoing conversation about the good the bad and everything in between when it comes to Georgia football sometimes we also like to kind of pull back from 10,000 feet and kind of give you the national perspective here are the people that don't follow Georgia quite as closely they don't have the emotional tie to Georgia that we perhaps all have here's what they're saying about Georgia and sometimes giving you a little bit of a survey of that kind of thing I think has some value we did that yesterday with the very funny about face that a guy like Joel Klatt from Fox has done last week very critical of Georgia this week all of a sudden liking Georgia again ah Georgia still Georgia and sometimes just getting that national perspective is sort of interesting now as we do that kind of thing here's what so-and-so said here's what so-and-so said here's kind of a is it repository is that the word kind of a repository of all the opinions that are out there about Georgia you see most of this right now kind of falling into probably one of two categories here in the moment there is a lot of talk about two different Georgia players A lot of talk about Brock Bowers, and of course there should be. We're going to talk more about Bowers ourselves here coming up in a moment, both in terms of what the nation's saying about him right now and what Georgia fans themselves are also saying about Bowers. We're going to get to that here coming up in just a little bit. Of course, there's a lot of talk about Brock Bowers. We believe that Bowers is legitimately very real, a Heisman Trophy contender. And the other name right now, and we would say also justifiably so, that's getting a lot of talk around Georgia right now is Carson Beck. To our eyes, I'm going to ask Mark Rick this question a little bit later on when he joins us, but to our eyes, it just seems like Carson Beck is really growing up. And you don't have to be a former quarterback like Jake Fromm, who talked about him on the show yesterday. You don't have to have that level of expertise to notice this. It just seems like Beck is getting more and more comfortable. It's happening at a rapid rate. And it seems like he's not just having incremental growth. If anything, from where he started first quarter game one to where he was for the full game game six, it almost seems like Beck may be going through something that almost feels like exponential growth, where he is getting compoundingly better week after week after week and uh, the best was obviously on display this past saturday and the very best may be yet to come so most of the conversation around georgia thus far has sort of centered around what's happening at quarterback carson beck seems to be having a very good year answering any concerns that some may have had about a new quarterback for georgia as it seeks another national championship and obviously brock bowers the somewhat unorthodox yet nonetheless fully legitimate heisman trophy candidate at the tight end position but it's interesting to note that when Kirby Smart had a chance to speak to his own team in the locker room after last week's celebration uh, against Kentucky, that's not the kind of stuff on his that was on his mind. We would say, hey, Georgia has been propelled as of late by its passing attack. Throwing the ball in the second half against Auburn, staving off what could have been a loss on the road. Coming out and hanging 51 points against uh, Kentucky there on Saturday. Seemed like passing game, passing attack propelled a lot of that. Now, we know... Fairly or not, sometimes you sort of associate the passing attack with a little bit more of a finesse-oriented style. This is more about your athleticism and your quickness and your intelligence, how much you can out-scheme your opponent. There is also another side of football that's sort of the brute physicality. And while a lot of folks kind of outside Georgia are looking at the brute physicality around this team right now, or I should say looking at the more the passing game, the, the Carson Beck, the Brock Bowers type stuff, After the game against Kentucky on Saturday, it was the brute physicality that Kirby Smart himself wanted to celebrate because he knows that's what Kentucky brings to the table. And going back to the whole Bloody Tuesday thing that Georgia made a very big deal about last week leading into the game against Kentucky, that being more physical than the Wildcats was Kirby's sort of name of the game and the number one key to victory. And that is what Smart celebrated in the locker room after the game's over. If you're a Georgia fan, this will fire you up. We always love to hear these kind of off-the-cuff, sort of uh you know sort of unplanned moments from Kirby smart this was the way that he celebrated with his team after the game on Saturday night it is telling that Kirby's talking about Georgia right now in a little bit of a different way than the national media is this is what Kirby said in the locker room
1: wrecking ball wrecking ball <laughs> And them offensive line was the biggest wrecking ball I've ever seen. One of the most physical best performances against a really good quality team, okay? We played our brand of football, and y'all came out and
0: did it. I respect the leadership of this team. We still ain't where we want to go, but we're starting to see some, some, some indications. I really like that from Kirby Smart. He says, we played our brand of football. Now, it would seem thus far to most of us that while we certainly understand what the brand of Georgia football has been last two national championship seasons great defense the hallmark of that the 2021 team perhaps the greatest defense of all time Kirby Smart since he's been here as UGA coach great offensive lines almost each and every year opening big holes for running backs. Obviously Georgia has prided itself on being a running back university both long-term throughout history and even right now in the present day with the backs that Dell McGee has brought into this program, that's kind of been a big part of this program's DNA. What Kirby Smart says, even though people are fixated on Carson Beck and the things that he's doing well, justifiably so, and fixated on Brock Bowers and the weapon he is in the passing game, almost unlike anything Georgia's perhaps had and anything close to kind of you know certainly almost the 21st century uh and justifiably so getting that level of attention kirby smart says when i look at this game 13 points allowed the fact that kendall milton's out there uh averaging 5.9 yards per carry and a healthy return the fact that Dejon edwards is continuing what quietly has been a pretty good season for him averaging six yards per carry that kirby smart says there in that locker room speech sort of looks like georgia being georgia there again and i would say if you're a georgia fan That's kind of a fascinating thing to consider here for a moment, because right now there were a lot of people who did have somewhat meager expectations for the passing game. We've joked about this before, but, you know, there were a lot of people at one point in time who thought Georgia couldn't win a national championship with Stetson Bennett. And then they kind of changed their tune to say, well, now Georgia can't win one without Stetson Bennett. They just did a complete and total about face because that's the argument that fit them in that particular moment. And so because of that, there was some skepticism kind of attached to Carson Beck as he begins the season but Beck for the most part has answered those critics we talked earlier about Beck being fueled by what he views as a little bit of a level of disrespect and he's pretty clearly providing a very strong retort to that disrespect and Brock Bowers gives Georgia the kind of individual weapon on offense that I don't know that it's had certainly in these last two you know national championship seasons bowers has stood head and shoulders above anybody else and maybe for anybody in the kirby smart era or for maybe anybody almost any era of that prior to georgia at least in kind of the modern time i don't know that georgia's quite had an offensive weapon like it has with brock bowers i suggest that it hasn't but kirby smart's also telling you down the stretch it's going to be more than that the kind of defense you've gotten used to seeing Georgia play, it sounds like Kirby believes they could be on their way to playing more like that on a regular basis. And adding the running game with a pair of healthy running backs, Milton and Edwards, to go along with that. Sounds like uh Kirby Smart kind of sees that coming to fruition there as well. Because what you heard at the end of that clip was not just a sign of things for Georgia fans to be excited about, but perhaps a warning to anybody else that Georgia's gonna play the rest of the way, that Georgia Smart says still has a long way to go but they're starting to figure some things out. I think we all saw that with our own eyes there on Saturday and the weeks to come in what we talked about yesterday being kind of a tougher schedule than you might realize with Florida and Missouri and Tennessee and Ole Miss all on the schedule in future weeks. The improved version of Georgia may be coming about at exactly the right time. My name's Brandon Adams, and this is Dog Nation Daily, the daily podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans presented by Meriwether and Tharp. We are happy to have you with us, no matter how you get to us today, live on video. We start 45, 1st and 15, dognation.com, Dog Nation app, total confession. I used our first and 15 today as a little bit of a gripe session, a little bit of a venting session. I was very, very frustrated by the Atlanta Braves loss last night to the Philadelphia Phillies game three of the NLDS. We're not going to spend time on this show doing that because we get paid to talk college football around here but I did take a little bit of time to kind of clear the mechanism before the show started and kind of just vomit out some some uh, hot takes and some whatever about the uh, Braves in Philly so now we're all fresh and ready and renewed we're ready to talk Georgia football here but obviously our minds are also on game four for Atlanta up there in Philly later on this evening now we're on the radio every day Athens sports radio 960 the ref podcasts all across those platforms just really happy to have you with us as a part of the show and a big thanks to our friends at Meriwether and Tharp for bringing it to you there as well now there were a couple of new things I want to tell you about as it relates to Meriwether and Tharp one of these I'm going to kind of hint and tease at Uh, in the coming weeks you're going to hear about some brand new offices opening up for Meriwether and Tharp obviously you know a lot of us here in the Atlanta area have kind of known Meriwether and Tharp for a long time but now extending beyond the Atlanta area. Some brand new offices giving you a chance to do that. That's why we're going to give you a new website as it relates to Meriwether and Tharp. We're going to call you georgiadivorceteam.com. Call your attention to georgiadivorceteam.com. That's the website I want you to remember when you think about Meriwether and Tharp. A little bit different one than we've given you before, but it's the one to remember, georgiadivorceteam.com. Now, When you hear me talk about the divorce process, here is something specifically I want you to think about in terms of a brand new service offering from our friends at Meriwether and Tharp. And I choose the word service intentionally here because uh, one of the things that Meriwether and Tharp exists to do is to serve you in a time of need. They've got a brand new way for you to consider the divorce process that you might be going through that I think is going to serve you in a time in which you're facing some incredible challenges. And I think it's going to lead you to the most satisfactory outcome possible. Here's the deal. If you've been through divorce, you have got to understand this, that most divorces in some form or fashion are contested. You understand that. In some form or fashion, most divorces are contested. But Meriwether and Tharp has long believed that the less tense you can make that contest, Testing of the divorce, the better things are, especially for your children. And so, Merriweather and Tharp sort of always existed for that purpose. You've heard me kind of talk about that you know, before there as well. Is that you know they're going to walk with you through this, and they're going to try to make it a satisfactory outcome. That the less contested, the better, uh, and or, or at least the less tense the contesting, the better. Let's say it that way. That's the way that goes. But here's the other thing. In addition to that, one of the things that folks probably run into when it comes to a contested divorce, something like that, is you know, the fact that there are some financial concerns in terms of how do you pay for this? How do you, you know, how, how do you account for what this is going to cost? Well, that's what a brand new offering from Meriwether and Tharb exists to solve for you. They call it model M&T. This is a brand new way to kind of consider divorce, to kind of go through divorce uh, that's going to, I think, lead you to a more satisfactory outcome, but also greater certainty of what the financial situation is as you kind of walk through that. Model MT is what it's called. Uh, there's you, a way to pay for this via flat rate. There's also a monthly subscription there as well. There's some additional details that you need to be aware of. So I want you to go online and read more about this. GeorgiaDivorceTeam.com. GeorgiaDivorceTeam.com. That's why Meriwether and Tharp is your source for Georgia Divorce. Smart people thinking about creative ways to kind of make the divorce process a little easier to manage. Meriwether and Tharp is all about that. And the brand new model MT level of service is something I think you're going to really, really like. So I want you to check that out online. GeorgiaDivorceTeam.com. A very creative way to think about how you pay for this, how you have certainly about what it's going to cost you, but also how you lead yourself to a satisfactory outcome that kind of makes it as easy and manageable as possible on the people most impacted by this, which are probably your children. So online, GeorgiaDivorceTeam.com for more information about that. All right, we got two great guests coming up. It's Coach Rick coming up here in a little bit, big event taking place with him. It's Terrence Edwards coming up there as well. Prior to that, though, let us go around the doghouse presented today by our friends at Pro. And we told you before, hey, when we can do like survey of national media they're saying something interesting about georgia obviously we want not be able to do that and lately a lot of that chatter is centered around brock bowers and randy cross of course who's lived in georgia for a long time analyst for cbs sports you know guy that you saw inside the nfl for a long time there as well former san francisco 49er in talking about Georgia and their win against Kentucky, he phrased a statement about Brock Bowers that I think is very close to the way we've been kind of phrasing around here too. Obviously, tight end unorthodox won a Heisman Trophy. That's a little bit of a kind of a wild idea, perhaps in the past. This would be something you couldn't really imagine taking place in college football. But this isn't just hype. This isn't just sort of empty conjecture for somebody like with a loud mouth that speaks into a microphone. This really could be happening. And Bowers really could be the kind of special level of player who makes all this possible. And to give you just an idea of kind of what the national media conversation is, you sort of get the impression that people outside the bubble of dog nation are starting to realize just how true and legitimate the Bowers Heisman candidacy is. Because listen to what uh, Cross says about this. And then also what the other folks on the set do to affirm what, what Randy is saying. Take a listen to this. (laughs) <laughs> Saturday night in Athens, Georgia, there was a meeting between two undefeated teams. Mm. Well, as it turned out, it was kind of like one undefeated team and one team that thought they were undefeated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia, soup the nuts, was mm. unbelievable. They were good on offense, they were good on defense, they were good on special teams. Carson Beck had his best game, he was accurate, his timing, his ac- I mean, it was crazy. And Brock Bowers, I know they talked about it on the broadcast, if it's ever going to be possible, at least since Leon Hart of Notre Dame in 49, Mm. a tight end, you could rationally make an argument this guy should be in the Heisman talk. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. So he says, hey, you can rationally, logically believe that Brock Bowers can be in the Heisman conversation. Other voices there on that CBS said, oh yeah, no doubt. Amen. Amen. Preach it, brother. Like you get a lot of that right now. People are starting to come to that realization. By the way, if you're watching on video, how great is it to see those handmade Brocktober signs there in Sanford Stadium right now. We love the way that Brocktober is taking off. We're having so much fun with that here at Dog Nation Daily. We appreciate so many of you being a part and supporting that just to kind of have fun. We believe by the end of this month, the Bowers-Heisman candidacy is going to be a real thing. The Florida game, perhaps, final game of this month, big showcase on a national weekend when there aren't tons of other very big games. Big chance for Bowers to prove what he's all about. And it's just the kind of career that he's putting together. And I got an interesting email. I want to read this to you on the screen here for a moment. I think it's okay, probably, to share this. Adam Tilley writes in from Greensboro, uh, Greensboro, North Carolina about this. He says, I'd love to hear more about your thought about how Brock Bowers stacks up with, like, say, Herschel Walker. In my 30 years as a fan, I don't remember any one player that has played such a central role in the team's success. I think if he wins the Heisman, we're talking about a Jersey retired circle of honor type of thing for sure. But assuming some sort of quarterback like Michael Penix or Caleb Williams or Quinn Ewers or even like a J.J. McCarthy from Michigan, he says gasp, <laughs> sneaks in and wins it, I don't believe it should detract from the status that he may deserve in the pantheon of true Georgia greats like Walker, Trippie, Sinkwich, etc. I think Adam's right on board on this. And that if you want to go back to the winter time when we were kind of doing some fun, I had a vacation week. So we were doing sort of our Mount Rushmore of Georgia football. And at the time, we put Brock Bowers on our Mount Rushmore then. His third season, what we believe will be his final season at Georgia, is kind of only validating that point, that Bowers is in a category that the likes of a, a Herschel Walker, a Charlie Trippy, a Frank Sequitch, probably David Pollock, you know, there is only a small number of players that have kind of achieved the status that Bowers has achieved. And the number of guys that are truly better than him, I believe right now it's probably only Herschel Walker. I still believe that Herschel is the greatest player in college football history, so therefore he would get my top spot. But I believe right now, Bowers is strongly on his way to perhaps being the second greatest player in this program's history. And this was easily obscured in 21 and 22 because there were so many other great players playing here at Georgia. Not to say this team's not deep and talented, but now it's three years worth of Brock Bowers. And you're seeing a statistical profile unlike almost anything you're used to seeing from tight ends. And more importantly than that, almost unlike anything you're used to seeing from Georgia pass catchers overall that as kind of crazy and outlandish as some of the Herschel Walker rushing stats would have seen back in the early 80s some of these Brock Bauer stats are kind of in that same category here right now when you compare Bowers to what has typically been a very much an ensemble cast for Georgia on offense you know the path is always in the math and the numbers tell the story and the numbers on Brock Bowers are telling an amazing story right now this is a historic figure and historic figures ought to be honored with national awards when this year's done Bowers, if he continues at this pace, could very easily win the Heisman Trophy, and that is around the doghouse. It's presented today by our friends at pro Now, things going well with George after a big win against Kentucky on Saturday, but at your home, things may not be going very well. You may have had fire damage, water intrusion, some sort of something that's created an incredible mess that needs to be cleaned up. Now, this is one of those things when I see a daunting task like this, I have nowhere. No, what no how no way to begin, no, no, no knowledge about where to start. But the restoration specialists, of Serpro, they are all about that. They can clean up your mess, get it all put back together for you like it never even happened. Each franchise also independently owned and operated. That means people dedicate their livelihood to solving your problems when it comes to a to a uh, water cleanup, a fire damage restoration special is doing great work for you. So please find them online. It's servepro.com. That's S-E-R-V, servepro.com. All right, we're going to roll through with back-to-back guests uh, coming up. We're going to get uh, Coach Rick coming up in just a few minutes. We'll talk some football with Coach, but we'll also get into uh, a terrific event he's got coming up in just a few days and for now a guy whose name's been in the news here a little bit over the course of the last week because of the comparison that Brock Bowers is drawing to him fun to have Terrence Edwards on the show to talk all about that here on dog nation daily presented by Meriwether and Tharp here today from Athens and across the SEC or wherever the recruiting trail may lead here's a dog insider Terrence Edwards is no stranger hearing his name mentioned on TV. He did that millions of times over the course of a professional football career and obviously a high-profile career there in Georgia. But there's still something nice to know that uh your name pops up and on that broadcast on Saturday, you heard a lot of mentions of uh, Terrence Edwards because his Brock Bowers continues to rack up big stat one run after the other. When you look in the annals of Georgia football history of the guy that's done this previously previously Oftentimes, the only name there is uh, Terrence Edwards. So, uh, Terrence, I know you had some fun with this, and I know it gives you a little bit more of a cachet with your uh, sons here right now and your kids. So, uh, what's it like to sort of hear your name kind of mentioned so much lately as Brock Bauer starts to rock up, or I should say rack up things, uh, that you yourself did in your Georgia career?
1: Yes, it's it's, it's funny. You know, watching the game, then your name just all of a sudden just comes up and, in the lights of, you know, Brock is trying to uh, chase down your records. And for the record, I do believe he will uh, get the touchdown mark this year. Uh, I've been hoping and praying that he tied the record and not break the record. So I'm going to record that. I would love we, – we can own the record. But he's a tremendous, tremendous football player. Then. And if he's uh, so lucky to break all of my records, that's not a bad thing being behind Brock Bowers.
0: So along those lines, you probably heard the phrase before, the idea that the NFL stands for not for long. And we're kind of used to that in football, the idea that, hey, success sometimes in football is short-lived because of the fact that this is a very, very tough sport. It's just hard to maintain success over a long period of time but when you were at Georgia your career did have a sense of longevity you did have productive years one right after the other after the other and that's what Bowers is kind of doing here too now his career may only be three years at Georgia but nonetheless he's kind of showing the ability to have what we would think of as longevity at the college level Terrence what kind of mindset does it take to say I'm not just going to have a great season or a handful of great games because for some guys that can be enough there are a small handful of guys who perhaps their moments at Georgia were only in small in number but they were You know, they came at the right time. You know, uh, uh, A.D. Mitchell is probably an example of this. Not a long Georgia career, but certainly a significant one in a couple of very big moments. Yours is more about success over the course of the long haul. Brock Bauer's kind of doing that here right now there as well. What does it take to have the right mindset to embrace the idea of longevity and to say, I'm going to do this well over the course of a period of years?
1: No, for me, it was just having a goal. Um, I wanted to be the best. Uh, I didn't come into Georgia uh, thinking I was just going to be some guy. Slid, you know, trying to follow in my brother's footsteps, and I've always just tried to one up him because he's my hero. He's a person that I look up to, and still to this day, but he's a person that I'm trying to chase just to be a better person than him. And we all know the type of person my sure, brother is. Sure. So for me, that was the goal of I got to continue to be great, to live up to the the name for one, and live up to my brother's expectations of me. So that was the, the thing that pushed me to be the player that I was, and I'm. Then I'm just so competitive that I didn't want to go out there and just be, you know, one one hit wonder. I, I had goals. I wanted to win the highest, and like everybody, I wanted to win the Blitz the So each year, I wanted to continue to be the better version of myself. Uh, so that's what drove me to being the player that I was and being consistent throughout my whole uh, four years at Georgia.
0: We talked before you joined us, but the fact that a lot of the conversation after the game against Kentucky is centered around what Carson Beck is doing, and I want to talk to you about that here in a moment, what Brock Bowers is doing. We just talked about that but Kirby Smart seemed very interested in the idea of throwing a punch and taking a punch, being able to absorb the big hits, and the idea of the wrecking ball mentality. Uh, We heard Smart mentioning that in the locker room. We played that clip a moment ago. How important is it, Terrence, in your mind for Georgia to add that kind of brute physicality that the program has been famous for to what right now is a very successful passing attack? Kind of go back to the sort of complementary version of Georgia that has made Georgia Georgia the last couple of years. How important is that so-called, like, wrecking, Ball mentality for Georgia the rest of the way.
1: You no, know, you you got to have it because as I've said throughout this season that this is not the same team from yesterday. So we got to continue to put emphasis on like what if you, what is your legacy going to be for the twenty twenty three season? And uh, we're doing it a different way, but you still got to go out there and just say punch people in the mouth, even in the passing game in the running game. Uh, defensively, special teams, you got to go out there and set your own mark. We cannot live on yesterday. We we can't do that. I think a lot of Georgia fans have got into that, that we are Georgia Bulldogs. We're the back-to-back champs, and each team, each year brings a different team. Yes, we are talented, but talent doesn't always win. So this this, this team has to make their own mark and, and just hitting people in the mouth, even if it's pass protection, or blocking down the field on the screens that Bobo throws. You have to you have to go out and be the most physical team um on the field that day and normally the team that's the most physical normally wins
0: obviously there are a lot of good vibes with the georgia offense right now after you score 50 points the way that georgia did 51 to be exact against kentucky uh starting with uh carson back here how impressed are you with the growth that back seems to have shown over the course of this season
1: No, you know i, I think this the steady pace that for someone who hasn't started a football game in four years and at that position, um, he hasn't been in the fire. So I think everyone was just worried about, you know, his performances a lack thereof in the first few games of the season. We didn't give him time to grow. Yes, he understands the offense. Yes, he's been in college for a significant amount of time, but he hasn't played in a real game. And I tell you this, the South Carolina game,
2: he did well,
1: especially in the second half. The Kentucky game, he did well. The Auburn game, like it is hard to win SEC games, and I don't care what opponent it is. We have to give a little grace to understand that his growth as a player is going to help by each game that he plays. And you saw what he did against Kentucky, against Kentucky, and now it's not going to be that every week. He may not start 11 foot 11 every week, but as long as he's cool, calm, and collected, he's leading his offense, he's there with his balls, he's understanding his reads. He's going to play that well more than not. So I just think we didn't allow him to have any any grace at the beginning of the season, let alone that we didn't understand that the young man hasn't started a football game in four years.
0: Let me squeeze in one more real quick here because we're going to talk to Coach Richt in just a moment. But um, you know the Shaq meme online where he says, I'm sorry, I wasn't familiar with your game. I have to admit, there's a certain version of that for me with Ra Ra Thomas. I obviously knew the stats. I knew he led Mississippi State in receiving a year ago. But Terrence, I like what this guy brings to the table for Georgia. Good size, seems to have some physicality in terms of how he plays the position. Clearly, he can go high point the football. He did that for his touchdown on uh saturday uh other day jake from kind of compared him to lawrence cager a little bit i don't hate that comparison at all Uh, terrence i know you love the position but i really like what Ra Ra is bringing to the table right now
1: yes i think that's a good comparison for the impact that both have had as being transferred they're different games they're totally two different games but the impact that both is having as transfer is there and you know i watch all receivers and having Justin Robson at Mississippi State and understanding the type of offense that they have yeah. with Mike Leach is, is totally different than a pro-style offense. And that offense with, in Mississippi State, that everybody is just going to a spot, getting open, wasn't really a lot of route running and understanding uh, coverages or understanding uh, concepts. If you go to this spot and you get open, That's, you just sit down. and It's a, it's a lot different. So I think it's early on struggles. It's because he had to learn a different form of offense, let alone his off-the-field off issues um, that he had. But the talent is always there. The talent is undeniable. Every time he's had, got an opportunity, he's made a play. Now you can see that the confidence in himself, the confidence that the coaching staff have instilled in him, and the confidence that Carson have in him, that that was a, a RPO. He's like, if my guy got one-on-one one over here, I'm giving him a chance. And the way he high-pointed that football and – where well, he got his foot down, those things are, are learned. Like, you have to practice. So I, I, I practice those things in my training sessions all the time because high point the football is a skill. You just can't go out there to be able to have your body under control, to put your hands above your head and your eyes, then the awareness to know where you're at on the field to get your foot down. That just doesn't happen overnight, and you just can't go out there and, and do that. So I just love what he's brought to the table um, and hopefully he, he's there more than this year because he is a tremendous player. I mean, I, I think the transfers have done what I expected them to do. Um, and that's why I tweeted. Yeah. We, we, we are losing. We are, we are, don't be worried when we lose a high school receiver because there's always someone Good point. that's college ready to come in and play from that transfer portal.
0: Terrence great stuff as always I'm going to encourage folks to find you there at the Terrence Edwards wide receiver academy or some of that personal coaching like you were describing there we really appreciate your time and we always appreciate your insight and we'll look forward to doing it with you again next week there as well but, yeah, we're not going to announce that the Georgia-Florida Hall oh, of Oh, that's fame right. I'm I was, sorry, I was, Terrence. I, I am sorry. That, yeah, I, that's that's listen, true. I am sorry about that. You did get some uh, great, uh, in addition to getting mentioned mention on the broadcast, also going into the Georgia-Florida Hall of Fame there as well, Terrence. That is a bad job on my part. Congratulations on obviously a well-deserved honor as your career continues to be mentioned very fondly.
1: And I wouldn't, you know, if I had the opportunity to go in, I think this is the best time to go in. Yeah, I'm going in with Coach Rick, with my, with my coach, and um, and I, I'm an honored to be a part of this. You know, uh, everyone knows the history that I didn't get opportunity to win in this game, but I'm just happy that I've been honored. My, my, my football career has been uh, on notice recently a lot. And I'm just happy the yeah. way my career went, and I'm happy that I'm going in with Coach
0: Rick. No doubt about that, Terrence. I appreciate your time. Congratulations, and uh, my bad for not bringing that up sooner.
1: Thank you. Good stuff, <laughs> yeah, Terrence. A good one.
0: Appreciate it. Uh, great stuff from Terrence Edwards there, the terrific former uh, Georgia Bulldog. Well deserved honor to go into the Georgia-Florida Hall of Fame and as uh, Terrence said the guy that he gets a chance to go in with is his former coach Mark Rick. and uh, Coach Rick had some really nice things to say on social media this week about Terrence and it's fun to be able to roll we don't do back-to-back guests a lot on our show like that but fun to be able to roll from one right to the other the coach that was with Coach Rick, I should say with Terrence for a portion of his George career that's Mark Rick. we're gonna get a to chance to talk to him and Obviously, Coach Rick continues to be a tremendous observer of this Georgia program and one of this program's biggest fans still, but also raising money here for a wonderful cause next week, the Dog Nation is so proud to be a part of. So, uh, Coach Richt, welcome into the program. We are certainly glad to uh, have you here today. And we just had a chance to talk to one of your former players that I know that you also uh, mentioned on social media here this week. You're going to the Georgia-Florida Hall of Fame this year. Uh, Your former wide receiver, Terrence Edwards, is going there as well. How much do relationships like this with former players like Terrence, how much do they still mean to you all these years later?
2: Oh, it's amazing. I mean, it's uh, it's the reason why – I still have the same cell phone number since 2001. Uh, You know, when I left Georgia, even when I went to Miami, I got a different phone for the Miami recruits and things of that nature. Because I didn't want to lose contact with 15 years of relationships. And uh, it's been great. I mean, I get guys that will call me or text me and let me know that they're having a kid or that they're being baptized. or (laughs) I mean, who knows, it could be one of many things and you know father's day is probably my busiest day of the year when it comes to tech from former players so it's means a lot
0: to me. That's really a nice thing to consider. I'm glad you told us that. Obviously, there's a big event taking place next week. We're going to tell everybody about that here coming up in just a moment, how they can help contribute to a wonderful cause as you raise money for a couple of very important medical research-oriented initiatives here. We're going to talk more about that coming up in a moment. Let me ask you a couple questions before we get there, though, if you don't mind. You know, you're a very pivotal figure in college football's history here, so you kind of understand the game both long-term and what's happening here right now. When you watch a guy like Brock Bowers, what he's doing for Georgia, and obviously UGA is a a, a team concept. There's a lot of guys making big contributions. Certainly that's been the story of the last two national championship teams. But some of us look at Brock and we see more than just a good player. We see a guy who kind of has the look right now of one of the best to do it at that tight end position. What is your overall thought of just how much he's kind of redefining what it means to be a tight end and the very special career he's putting together at Georgia right now?
2: Yeah, it's been fun to watch he's a dynamic guy obviously is a route runner ball catcher he also you know gets a reverse here and there yeah. and uh and he's a guy that you know everybody everybody knows the balls going there eventually and uh but everybody has a really difficult time to to take it away i mean some of it is the route concepts that he's running and how he does it you know he's obviously a big kid where they can really move and has got the ability to, uh, you know, jump, out jump people and, and uh, out physical people. It's a, he's a mis, he's a mismatch issue. He's if you put a smaller, faster guy on him just to stay with him speed wise, he muscles him. And if you put a bigger man on him, he runs away from him. If you double him, then you're making yourself vulnerable to the running game and uh, to other people getting single coverage. So. It's a little bit of a nightmare to handle a guy like that.
0: You were obviously a great play caller for a long time. How much fun for you was that game within the game? You mentioned, and we've talked about this ourselves, I'm not a former coach, but I obviously enjoy watching the games on TV, where... The defense pretty clearly knows that Bowers is the guy that Georgia wants to get the ball to, and Georgia still wants to get the ball to Bowers, even though the defense is keying on, you would presume, trying to stop that. As a play caller yourself, how much fun was that game within the game for you of, how do we still get what we want, even though the defense wants to take that away from us?
2: Right. Well, you know, there's so many things that go into it. You know, you'll look at, uh, you know, down in distance, obviously, you'll have calls on and First down and second and medium, you'll have calls on third and short, third and medium, third and long. you got red zone calls. So you got all these situations that you have to find uh, ways to get the ball moved. And what you do is you look at the defenses and you you, you find out, you know, what do they like to do in these situations? What are they most likely to do? And, uh, and so when you find that out, then you start designing things that will get your best players the ball hopefully. But also, uh, if the quarterback does his job and goes through his progressions, you know it may end up uh, anywhere, depending on how the defense plays it. But when you call a play and you design it a certain way, and you get the uh, the response that you need from your quarterback as far as his decision as to where the ball is going, and then when the guy makes the catch, and and you know obviously it all starts with protection too. But when it all comes together and you score that touchdown or get that two-point play or whatever it is it, it feels great
0: well speaking of the quarterback a lot of us have been very impressed with what we've seen from Carson Beck big shoes to fill after the career that Stetson Bennett put together high expectations for Georgia And it just seems like to our eyes, Carson's getting more and more comfortable each week. You obviously watch it closer than we do. You have a different level of insight than certainly that I do. You know, have you seen what it seems like a lot of us are seeing right now, which is a guy in Carson who seems to be almost growing exponentially as the season goes along?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's only so much growth you can have in practice. And you learn a lot of things in practice. You understand the fundamentals. Of the ball handling and, and the the drop back passing game and the rhythm uh, of the routes and things of that nature, but and then you you, know, you you scrimmage and you have a spring game and all those things help. But until you get in those games, it's a whole new world as to how a guys going to react to what's happening. And so uh, it, there's a there's a little bit of a learning curve when it comes to playing in those games in front of the ninety hundred thousand people. And millions on TV. It's just it's just different. And uh, so the more comfortable a guy gets in those situations, the the better he can function and do his job. You know, you, you as a code of quarterbacks coach, you know, you want your guy to focus on his job. Don't focus on the stands. Don't focus on what this play means or this drive means. Just play by play. Understand your assignment. Make sure you're in the right protection. They show something that you can't protect, you gotta either change the protection or you gotta be able to throw a hot to somebody. And uh, you know, so those are the kind of things that the quarterback's gotta deal with. And uh when things go as planned, it's one thing, but if a defense decides we're gonna do something different to try to disrupt what they're doing, uh then all of a sudden you gotta react uh in between series and uh if you don't have a lot of experience it's hard to say like for example, if you got a two or three year starter and somebody throws something at you you didn't you didn't practice, well you probably saw it somewhere in your career. Yeah. And Coach Bob could say, Hey, yeah. You know, this is what Auburn did last year, if you remember. Oh yeah, Coach, I remember well we're gonna do this. Yeah. But you don't have that to draw from it right away.
0: No, that makes a lot of sense. Uh really good stuff from uh, Coach Rick here on uh, dog nation daily and coach if we can let's move on and talk about the chick-fil-a dog bowl taking place next week we're going to be able to uh, stream this and show this uh, on our video channel uh, next week. What an incredible thing this is going to be. Folks, the website I want you to keep in mind here is ricksdogbowl.com. Uh, it's a great opportunity both to have some fun. If you tune in and watch it on, uh, on uh, Dog Nation next week, you're going to see some bowling skills from some of the uh, uh, Georgia players here on display. But also, most importantly, Coach, raising money for a couple of uh, really important causes, obviously near and dear to your family you continue to courageously right. battle parkinson's disease we're going to raise some money in support of that research next week uh, going to the Ison yeah. center for neurological disease research there at the university of georgia but also crohn's disease as well which your granddaughter Jaden is uh, also uh dealing with here right now there as well so let's i guess right. first of all talk about the personal connection to both of these diseases and the desire to see big time right. medical breakthrough both with crohn's and with parkinson's you know talk about that what means to your family uh, personally if you don't mind
2: right and just before i do that you mentioned the website the giving website ricksdogbowl.com and it's r-i-c-h-t-s dog d-a-w-g bowl b-o-w-l like bowling and uh dot com so absolutely dogbowl.com so, absolutely and those yeah, watching on video
0: can see that right now and um oh, we'll good. we'll make sure we get that uh, spread out as far as wide as we can
2: Thank you. But, uh, you know, because this, this event is about having a great time and raising money for those two causes, those two diseases. And uh, it just so happens at the University of Georgia, we've got a team that's working very, very hard on the Parkinson's, and and there's a connection between uh, the gut, which, you know, has to do with Crohn's, yep. and Parkinson's. So we're kind of killing two birds with one stone, and it happens to be, the two diseases that our family is most concerned about, because I do have the Parkinson's, as you said, and our daughter and granddaughter, Jaden, uh, has got the, she's had, been diagnosed, she's one of the youngest kids ever to be diagnosed with,
0: with Crohn's right? disease. Is that right?
2: Has a little bitty, about 15 months or whatever wow. it was. But, but uh, you know, by the grace of God, she's doing well at this moment. But, you know, what happens with her is if if certain medicines don't work after a certain amount of time, sometimes there's nothing to go to next. And so the more research that is done, the better shot we have of keeping her in a good place. So, I mean, it means so much to us. But, you know, Parkinson's, is a, it's, a, it's not fun. You know, it kind of slows your movement down. It slows your body down and eventually, you know, takes, takes over your body. But, uh, you know, the big thing is, uh, you know, trying to, Help Dr. K and his wife do this research, and, uh, and need money to do it. And so far, everybody's been unbelievably generous. We've got about six hundred fifty thousand or wow. so uh, raised, and we're shooting—we're shooting for seven hundred fifty. So, I hope the Bulldog Nation gets fired up and and, and keeps uh, cranking this thing up and getting us to that goal number, which would be glorious.
0: I'll finish with this because I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, you and I have had a couple of conversations about this. and Like the one thing that you've made very clear is when it comes to the Rick's Dog Bowl event, the Chick Fil A Dog Bowl taking place next week, is that you have a real desire for this to not just raise money for a great cause, but also be kind of a fun experience there as well. Obviously, folks having fun, whether they're tuning in to watch and you know being motivated to to give because of what they see happening on the screen, or for the folks who are you know lucky enough to be there. And obviously, it's a private event for those who are kind of you know you know a, a part of the donation process here. But uh, you have really. Express the idea that you want this to be a really fun event and you want to get everybody together that's going to be there and you know kind of have that fun uh time there together and do it around bowling something that a lot of people kind of enjoy doing and can kind of have some fun with would you mind just kind of going into more detail about you know why the bowling event made sense and why the idea of just making sure those that are contributing to this also get that kind of fun experience out of it
2: right well you know, a lot of people enjoy bowling, and I think a lot of people use golf as a fundraiser. And mm-hmm. The problem with golf is it can rain, number one. And number two, I, I think as as golfers, normally when you go to those fundraisers, it's mostly the men or the dads that are golfing yeah. with a celebrity golfer. Um, but with bowling, it's something you could do as a family. Like, I know a lot of the people are just bringing family members to, to go bowl and have a good time meeting the, the Georgia football players that are going to be there, some of the former players that are going to be there. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I think that the other thing, too, is, you know, the money that we raised for that particular event has already been pledged and already been given. Uh you know, it's X amount of dollars to sponsor a lane, and then there's some corporate sponsorship. And then a, the title sponsor, of course, is Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Uh, and the Kathy family's going to be there bowling, you know. Oh, nice! And so they're bringing their families, and so it's going to be a fun family affair. And while we're there, we're not trying to raise money with the group that's at the inside the building, sure. but we are going to turn to the fundraising uh, when it comes to the social media giving and sure. asking the Bulldog Nation to join us.
0: Well Coach Rick, I think it's going to be an outstanding event. Obviously here at Dog Nation, we're incredibly proud to be a part of it. And I want to remind folks once again that website is ricksdogbowl.com. As he said, it's it's his name with the s at the end, R-I-C-H-T-S, dog, of course, we know how to spell that. D A W G ricksdogbowl.com b o w l w l ricks dog you can get involved and help coach rick and his family get to that goal of seven hundred fifty thousand dollars going towards research for uh, eventual cure for parkinson's disease crohn's disease there as well the isaacson center for neurological research disease research there at uga doing some incredible work and obviously it takes big time funding to get big time research breakthroughs and that's what this gives us a chance to do so coach rick we uh, appreciate your time here on the show we certainly appreciate the the courageous way that you continue to go through through, um uh Parkinson's disease here obviously you're an inspiration in terms of how you uh continue to just to uh just inspire us all we certainly appreciate that and we here at Dog Nation are certainly looking forward to being with you again next week
2: and I'll say this I appreciate Dog Nation so much to to stream this thing live it's going to be it may not be perfect production because it's there's some thing there's some things we got to deal with but in the end we're going to have a good time and I hope the fan base enjoys it
0: Coach Rick, thank you so much. We'll look forward to talking to you soon. Yes, sir. Let's take a look around the rest of the league. This is SEC Through. Good stuff there from Mark Rick. And with that, we'll get ready to go through and do our, do our SEC Through. And as uh, Coach Rick said, uh, going to get a chance next week live uh, here on video, streaming with Dog Nation, a chance to uh, show you the uh, Chick-fil-A Uh, dog bowl next week a lot of georgia players bowling a lot of participation there on that obviously raising money for a great cause so i hope you will check out that website ricksdogbowl.com to go there and do that and obviously you know coach rick has meant a lot to us for a long time and uh he continues to mean a lot to us great guy to talk some football with but also a great guy to really talk about you know just doing the right things in life including uh using the fame that he's been given to raise money for causes that are important to his family that have impacted both him personally and his family personally what a tremendous thing that is so we'll look forward to doing more of that next week and we'll also look forward to going cruising around the sec courtesy of royal Caribbean in here right now and i have to say uh to change the subject to something completely different here for a moment i got some very good news yesterday i am now confirmed i'm going to get a chance to be on icon of the seas early january or at least earliest january uh in jan how about in january let's say it like that uh to get a chance to experience the largest cruise ship that's ever sailed when it sets sail in january i'm going to be a part of it and i am so happy about that because a i genuinely do want to tell all of you about the experience and kind of describe to you why you and your family need to have your own royal caribbean cruise vacation experience i just think Uh, it's a great time to do that here in 2024 with so many new things on the rise and then also selfishly i've wanted to experience this for myself because it is going to be different than anything we've ever seen before and i wanted to kind of figure out exactly how that was going to work and how it's going to look and you know the brand new neighborhood concepts that are introduced here and the fun specialty restaurants and the the bar and lounge concepts being introduced largest water park at sea it's kind of a combination of a beach resort and a water park and a theme park it's all like together in one ship here and it's an amazing experience and i can't wait to experience and then tell you about it Uh, i will do the hard work of kind of uh exploring this myself and then coming back and reporting back to you on what i see but if you want to be either on board Uh, Just like I'm going to be, or perhaps at some point in time next year, Jessica Slater, great travel agent, can tell you all about that. Call her, 770 718 9147. That's 770 718 9147. Or email jslater at dreamvacations.com. That's jslater at dreamvacations.com. She's a great travel agent. She was specially selected for us by Royal Caribbean, and she's got you covered on any of your Royal Caribbean cruise vacation needs. All right, one more point on a topic we've hit a couple of times here this week uh mark stoops and the whole nil thing and after this we've probably said all we need to say about this so stoops yesterday was on the sec teleconference each and every week on wednesday every sec coach basically gets on what's simply essentially amounts to a zoom call with a bunch of other reporters and they all take questions from the assembled media the august body of journalists who no doubt populate that each and every week and so stoops offered his defense for the the comments that have kind of gone probably more viral than perhaps you would have expected they would related to Georgia's so-called buying of players when it comes to the NIL thing here now while I don't love the idea that Stoops I think blamed his own fans for the level that Kentucky's at Stoops says he didn't do that that's the part of what he says that I can't quite get on board with there's a little bit of finger pointing from Stoops of hey don't blame me you know uh you guys need to give more nil if you want better players that can compete with the likes of georgia to me that that's a little bit of a sidestepping of responsibility and i I find that distasteful whether stoops does it or anyone else who's done that but the thing that stoops says that admittedly i do have to kind of you know admit that he's probably got a good point on in a roundabout way what he said is you can go find the quote i don't have the quote to show you on the screen but you can go find it it's not hard to find if you if you want to see it he basically said, listen, this one caller on my call-in show got on my nerves. And so I was basically firing off at him. I'm not firing off at all of our fans. I'm just basically annoyed at this one dude. And to me, that kind of makes sense, right? Uh, you know, that's one of those things that that, that just sort of makes sense. There aren't a ton of coaches left. Stoops does this, I think Beamer does this. Sabin, believe it or not, still does this. Where you take some calls for your coaching show, that's not the kind of thing a lot of people are doing anymore. And, you know, the idea that, you know, if you get a chance to call in and talk to the coach, you know, for a lot of people, that's their shot at the title. Of course, they're going to try to see if they can, you know, same way that people troll online. Of course, if some people feel like they can stir it up with the coach, you know, that's their chance to, in their mind, speak truth to power. Of course, they want to do that. And so if you're Stoops, you know, you, there is a certain amount of who is this got to question me? And so he probably fired off a little edgier response than he should have. It was kind of taken as a retort to all of his fans. Stoop says, actually, meant for this one guy that was getting on my nerves. He didn't say that, but that's essentially what he meant. And from that standpoint, we sort of understand where Stoop's is coming from. And when Stoop says, hey, we're all kind of in the same boat here trying to figure out the NIL stuff, we've said that. The biggest challenge facing programs in the future is how do you fund NIL? Obviously, a lot of fans would love the idea of their program having a robust nil program but when it comes to digging deep to contribute to the kind of money that allows that to take place there are people who are just limited in that regard both in terms of they're not rich but even rich people you know it's not like rich people are just sort of you know scrooge McDuck sleeping on a pile of hundred dollar bills i mean you know that money's allocated to different places there as well and so you have to if you want to give big to the nil fund you have to kind of liquidate some sort of asset somewhere else and that's not the kind of thing that rich people typically do uh, very willingly because that's how they stay rich. But the point is is that, you know, Stoops is right when he says we're all in the same boat trying to figure all this out. And we certainly give him a little bit of a free pass with the idea that one caller during one portion of a call-in show kind of got on his nerves a little bit shifting gears to recruiting saturday very rare to have a college ball saturday that includes a big commitment announcement but we do have one of those on saturday coming up for defensive laminating breland uh breland's got a top three here which includes georgia miami and oregon and he's going to announce i think it's 2 30 p.m on saturday 2 30 eastern time uh there on saturday what his ultimate commitment announcement is going to be first of all this is a very strange thing to do or like i mean you got a big you know game day one of the schools that he's considering Oregon's playing Washington it seems like you know no matter what breland says and there's obviously the the point of the topic is there's a lot of chatter connecting breland to Oregon as of late and he's announcing on the day that Oregon's playing its biggest game of the season against Washington now if he does choose Oregon obviously ducks fans will be excited they'll give him some love for that But it seems like making this announcement on a Saturday is sort of a strange thing to do. But ultimately, that's probably bearing the lead. The point is, if you're paying attention to the online chatter, as we like to describe it as, online chatter as of late is definitely connecting Breland to Oregon. Is there time for that to change between now and Saturday? We will perhaps see. But it's pretty substantial from a number of sources here right now on the idea that Breland and Oregon seem to be in pretty good shape. And so you see a little bit more Georgia versus Oregon recruiting stuff as of late. Uh, Dan Lanning is pretty clearly establishing himself. Uh, here's make our official picks tomorrow. We think that Oregon has a real shot to win at Washington on Saturday, even though the uh, Huskies are undefeated and getting a lot of national love. Uh, we think Oregon's got a real shot to win that game. And Dan Lanning pretty quickly is going from being, hey, a young guy that got a shot at a place like Oregon to suddenly being one of the top up-and-coming coaches in college football on the field proving that recruiting wins if they do get this one for Breland, another way of kind of proving that and so lanning versus kirby may be a thing we see a lot more in the years to come no matter where lanning goes to because if he continues on this trajectory a big offer to some point in time be in the sec you got to think that's perhaps coming lanning's way there as well then finally we'll mention this handful of injury situations for florida moving to that game against south carolina on saturday we're gonna keep our eye on this close and try to give you a final update perhaps on that tomorrow for what I think is going to end up being one of the most important games in the SEC here this uh, week. Obviously, Shane Beamer is in the situation on the South Carolina side that a lot of coaches kind of find themselves in. And while admittedly, South Carolina thus far this year has not been quite as good as we expect them to be. The one thing that we did acknowledge with the Gamecocks is when you kind of move into a year three situation, it's easy to impress in your first year it's oftentimes easy to then take that next step your second year Shane Beamer has done that perhaps even more so than he's gotten credit for but in year three the next step is a doozy to go from hey a little bit better than expectations or hey even a little bit better now than we were the year before but by the time you get to that third step in that uh progress now you're talking about a real tangible accomplishment and in the SEC that's just an easy thing to do and sometimes you have you know the the idea of we're getting better but it's not reflected in the record and that's always kind of a tough dangerous spot to be but i believe that's where south carolina probably is right now this is a team that's becoming more um i think entrenched as a program they're actually doing fairly well in recruiting but wins thus far this year have been hard to come by so with that in mind getting the win against florida i'm sure south carolina views this to be crucial on Saturday, and obviously, they want to show out for their home fans in what you would almost certainly assume to be a raucous environment at Williams Bryce Stadium. But ultimately, it's actually Billy Napier on the Florida side who needs this win most of all. Napier right now is staring a pretty rough record in the face if they were to lose this game, knowing you've still got an LSU and a Georgia and a Florida State, among others, coming in future weeks. That this is a very important game because. The Gators have always kind of been teetering on the brink of bowl eligibility. Last year, made a bowl, got embarrassed against Oregon State in the Las Vegas Bowl, finished the season with a losing record. This year, there's no guarantee Gators even make a bowl, although I expect they probably at least in some low level probably will. But games like this are pretty important to sort of maintain any sense of momentum that Florida had with its win against Tennessee obviously goes out and drops the game the following week to Kentucky and gave up a massive rushing total to Ray Davis along the way towards doing that Florida needs this game bad this is the kind of thing the SEC gives you people say the SEC is down right now perhaps it is but there is no league that provides the kind of drama for the sort of mid-level games the way the SEC does with massive stakes that would appear on both sides here. That's just a lot of fun, and I can't wait for it there on Saturday. We'll make that cruising around the SEC, courtesy of Royal Caribbean. Now, before we wrap up today, I want to give out a uh, shout-out quickly to our friends at Mr. Reuter, because Mr. Reuter offers a lot of things for you right now when it comes to some plumbing issues you may be facing there at your home, whether it's whole home water filtration, drain cleaning repair, water heaters, and so much more they're dedicated to addressing your plumbing needs as quickly as possibly can be done now that's true for residential you got commercial stuff perhaps you're a landlord you got some passive income coming from rental property they can do that for you there as well uh, they do plumbing stuff all day every day and they can provide you upfront pricing flexible service options and exceptional customer service and don't you know uh, that's important there as well plus the dispatch fee is just 29 bucks so really important reason for you to check out mrrootergeorgia.com that's mr recruitergeorgia.com for more on that today all right to uh, wrap things up here how about a golden shoe i think this is funny uh so a lot about the mark stoops the NIL stuff so mike gillespie sent this to me mark stoops staying on the side of the road begging need better players anything helps god bless i think that's pretty funny mike gillespie will give you a golden shoe for that here today uh, obviously uh, really funny stuff kind of making fun of what it's been sort of a weirdly hot topic here this week everyone's been talking about the stoop stuff it's you know clearly struck a nerve even though a lot of people are like well i don't know you know the tangible facts probably don't necessarily rise to the level of attention that it's gotten, but nonetheless, people have had some fun with it, and Mike Gillespie clearly has some fun there with a well-earned golden shoe for what sort of feels like Stoops kind of begging for money a little bit earlier here this week. How about our Gator Hater Countdown? Lousy, stinking Gators, desperate for a win against South Carolina, but totally hopeless when it comes to Georgia. 16 days from now, that is our Gator Hater Countdown. We'll see all of you back here uh, tomorrow. Dog Nation Daily, presented by Meriwether and Tharp.